Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Unsanctioned Space podcast for when you need a close friend and some intellectual challenging. Today, we are going to be talking about activism in our daily lives and how that can look and, you know, with or without knowledge, how it shows up in our daily segments of life. So if you are an OG to this podcast or just recently started listening or this is your first episode, welcome. You know, the general premise of this is that I want to broach important conversations and talk about just random shit that happens in life that needs to be talked about. So you are definitely most welcome to the Amer- the unsanctioned space. We used to be called the American Funeral. So if I say American Funeral, that was literally our name. So it's the same thing. Um, But yeah, on the podcast, a couple of times I have said rest is your activism. And over here, we do not judge. We know that the life is crazy. Bills need to be paid. Vacations need to be tucked. And children need to be fed. Okay? We do not judge you for not having the space to take rest. We judge the system for putting you in this position. Okay? And we value the journey. And we value everything you are trying to do to prioritize rest. You know, you're welcome, Goro. And... So, you know, rest is activism. But when we talk about activism, it's a large topic, okay? So I'm going to, you know, me and my Oxford Dictionary, I'm going to start y'all off with a little starter, (laughs) with a little starter of the Oxford Dictionary definition of activism, which is definitely necessary and very, very relevant to the podcast, lol. So Oxford Dictionary, the... Definition of activism is the activity of working to achieve political or social change, especially as a member of an organization with particular aims. So now we know what the definition of activism is. Guess we love educated baddies. But as soon as you mentioned it around the palm colored, uh-huh, okay, then the air becomes so thick, thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, thick with silence and then he's always gonna be that one person but mlk said like honestly i'm I'm telling you the what the ones who are always like oh mlk mlk i'm a liberal i i did i voted for obama and therefore like i always want to ask that question when people think some stupid shit like that i'm like okay and then hence leading to in conclusion like what is your point with us you know anyway um getting away from them we're not letting them steal my joy or my center or equilibrium so activism that you know we know of commonly is mlk's vision to have more peaceful we know malcolm x's by all means necessary and you know i've ha- i made an episode where i discussed both of these um method of you know being an activist which are both valid methods to be honest and so um the activism that got you know african americans here is protesting the rallying the community organizing that finally led to all the amendments and the liberation of black americans that are is being taken away but later episode and you know when we saw the 2020 protests which were very very big very very large everyone did come out to support 
And, you know, we saw we saw the big parts of activism. We saw the instant threads. We saw all of that. So, and with all the horrifying things that is going on between policing in this country and Black folk, Indigenous folk, people of color in general, you know, it is dire that we begin talking about activism in deeper depth. And, you know, first of all, I just like to say the conditions in this country are at a point where the rate of Black folk versus police deaths is actually a genocide. Like, I feel like our grandkids will look at this time period and be like, that was actually a genocide. We just can't see. You know, I don't think people in the genocide can see that they in a genocide. They will know it, but they can't like, oh, that's genocide. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're in a bad situation, you can't really say the bad situation until we get out of it. Yeah, that's sub shit. But, you know, at this point, it is a genocide. It's crazy because Black people are being martyred every single day by police and they make up only 20% of the population. So think about this. If you have like one in five, right? And you have 20 mangoes and one in five is a black mango, meaning you have four black mangoes, but you kill every, you kill one black mango a day. So how long does it take you to get rid of your entire population of mangoes? Four days. We're only 20% of the population. We're definitely more than four mangoes, but if you consistently kill at least one or two of us every day, how long will it be until this country is extremely just white? Like, it's like they're trying to do what they didn't get to do with slavery now through all these, like, taking away our amendments, taking away our rights, just killing us randomly. Like, it's at this point, just say that this is, just say what you want to do because we all see it, you know what I'm saying? And with all of that, um, it's exhausting. And I have the privilege of coming into all of this um, when I was older and when I moved to this country. And I would never, ever come on here and lie to you guys that, oh, this is coming from an African-American or this is coming from somebody who, you know, grew up here and witnessed all these things. I have definitely experienced these things. I have definitely felt them. I have definitely, you know, been a part of it, but it is not my complete story. I was born and raised in Kenya born and raised, educated, loved, cared for there. That is always going to be me, and I'm never going to lie to y'all. But I have seen, witnessed, and experienced enough to have this conversation with y'all. And I will state, being at the forefront of fighting for decades is exhausting. And, you know, I wanted to make this a little activism devotional for y'all like for all of you activists that are you know keeping up with the good fight and keeping up with the protesting the organizing the everything and the many many different parts of activism i wanted to make this devotional for y'all not devotional in a christian way but that's all i know so devotional i wanted to make this daily life activism thing so that you can feel heard 
you can feel valued and seen and understood because it is not a petal of roses to be the hero. Okay. It is hard and it is tiring and you want to quit and you want to go home, get under the blankets and watch some Grey's Anatomy. If you don't like Grey's Anatomy, I'm very sorry. Your comforture. You know what I'm saying? And I had this podcast when all those protests were going on. And for some reason, I became CNN broadcaster to all my white friends. The one, oh, hey, is this offensive? Well, like, I'm just letting you know to stand with you. Like, all of y'all motherfuckers that were out here saying text your black friend, I was the black friend. It was exhausting because I had to come up with different responses for all the same fucking messages. And I was like, I'm tired of this shit, right? But being at the forefront is absolutely exhausting. And if you're tired, that's valid. That is still valid because, again, rest is activism, especially for BIPOC folks. And because, again, the system was not made for you to rest. So you taking the conscious effort to rest, you saying, fuck you, your mama, and your system, I'm taking a goddamn nap, that is resistant. That is rebellion. That is activism. Y'all, get me out of Oprah fucking book. I'm telling you. And how, like, even though we're in 2023, uh, fucking crazy that we're in 2023, but in 2023, like, you know, there are not that many protests, but the emotional burden of seeing people who look like you being murdered is absolutely a lot. Especially if you're into the activism space, you're hearing all these stories, you're getting hit left, right, and center. Oh, it's organized for LaMarcus. Next week, it's organized for Johnson. Next week, it's organized for David. Next week, it's organized for this. And you're constantly being hit with the stories because you need to know who you're organizing for, right? You need to know who you're protesting for or reposting about. So you're reading all these stories and consuming all this media. Especially with social media, it's so easy to consume all that stuff. Like the stuff I was talking about to myself, again, when I was um, starting this podcast, like today, recording, like it's stuff I consumed un un unknowingly. Like I just opened Instagram and Melanin Shade Room. That was the first thing on my timeline. So, you know, even when you're choosing to take a sabbatical from all this, you're still being hit with it left, right, and center. Because, you know, niche pages post niche things and you know if you're a black person following all these like you know tmz shayroon yada 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 they're gonna post about that stuff and we're gonna like even it's like trying to scroll trying to chill you're gonna see that and uh, i'm gonna tell y'all a story so with my activism i was gonna make episodes about you know the people who had died or let's talk a little bit about them in one episode and i was just doing my research and i found a girl that was murdered in Massachusetts and it was the worst deja vu I ever experienced because this was a 16 year old girl I was 16 at the time at the time she was black I was black she was queer I was queer um she lived 20 minutes away from me 20 minutes away from me 
And we had a similar hairstyle. We both had braids. And we both had similar first names. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that case and I was actually like, fuck. I haven't been to that area in three years. This year, um, a couple weeks ago, that was the first time I went back there. And even going back there was difficult for me. So that that's an emotional burden I'm carrying associated to that place. Because I she was basically my twin. Same hair, same similar first name, similar look, similar like background, like you know what I'm saying? So that burden is a lot. And it is exhausting. And with that teaching role that we take when we're in these activist spaces is like you have so many resources yet you choose to use me as your free resource that's contributing to free black labor being you know extorted that's what i think about it at this point like you're coming to me asking me all these questions why it's because you know me and you want the opinion of a black person without being offensive and asking someone you don't know because you know what you're asking is offensive. But I won't take offense and I will give you grace because I know you. That's the only reason they're asking you. That's the only reason your white friends and your white coworkers are asking you questions. Like it's because they know you'll give them grace because you know them, even though it's offensive. And I'm saying, and that's taxing. And honestly, I just stopped. Like, I just stopped engaging with conversations that have to do with activism and liberal and all that, yada, yada, yada. I stopped. I'm like, no, you have to cash at me, baby. Like, I'm not talking about this with you because I'm not your teacher. I'm not your mother. I'm not your nothing. I don't know you that well. You're not on my FaceTime list. I don't know you that well. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, having to deal with that in daily life is exhausting. And the knowledge, this one, this one gets me, the knowledge that as much as you do, your change, the change needs to be systemic. So the knowledge that no matter what you do, unless the change is systemic, there's not going to be any real progress is hard. And I know that sounds like I'm hopeless, but I just, I don't know. Because I feel like even with these podcasts, if I reach millions of millions of people, people will be more educated and people have more conversations. Yes. But unless we redefine what policing means systemically and fire a very good amount of people and start reinvesting back into our communities, then you know what I'm saying? It's these the cycle still continues. And knowing that the cycle still continues is actually fucking taxing. And, you know, all these things I'm talking about are things that are part of daily life activism. These are part of the things that you have to carry in your daily life. These are things and burdens that you have to engage in at a very emotional level, whether conscious or unconscious. Because sometimes our subconscious be fighting wars that we don't know about. And it's just they're bop, bop, bopping the demon. 
and we're you know consciously we're chilling but internally we're just like pow 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 ko to the left like you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so it it's draining it's tiring i think in 2020 i felt the need to make episodes and do this and do this and do that but i actually just couldn't because it was so much like i i just physically was just i was reposting this one day and then i see this i'm like okay episode time boom it's another thing the next day you know what i'm saying so even trying to keep up was just like so freaking difficult and i don't know why in 2020 2021 they decided this is the year y'all black folk is gonna be uh, i don't know why they decided uh, but they, it just felt like they were just back to back to back and i feel like it hasn't like decreased i just think that the media stopped picking it up you know what i'm saying and even knowing that the deaths are only news in a niche group and when i say niche i mean black and bipoc indigenous people you know what i'm saying because honestly all we got is each other and the the division y'all we need to get the fuck over it because we're the only people who get news about our kin and our brothers and our sisters and our people being murdered you know what i'm saying and we're the people who experience it with the people who mourn it with the people who feel it with the people who organize or the people who you know were funding the GoFundMe, the x the y the z you know what i'm saying and it's again it's exhausting and so when you're trying to do all of this and be a part of your community and organize and you're also trying to be a human being a human being who, you know, has a social life, has needs, has wants, has goals, has dreams, has desire. Being a human being is already a job. Unpaying, but fulfilling. If, you know, it works out. But you're you're also put in this position where you have to be the next MLK, you know, for lack of better words. And then if you have relationships, you have to maintain your interpersonal relationships, which takes work. If you have a job, you have to actually do your job to get paid. Probably less than you deserve if you're a person of color, but hey, it's the system. And then you have to deal with all these, you know, daily life. People trying to make you a teacher, people doubting you. Um, you're going to a protest. Oh, somebody died. Your coworkers are teaching you like a token person. Your daily life activism is enough. You're doing enough. And you're doing more than enough. And you're doing a sufficient amount for you to be tired whenever you are tired. And you're doing a sufficient amount for you to do whatever you need to do to be okay. Because it is a lot. The draining part is not even the physical part. It's the mental part. Because you have to mentally create space for something no human being should ever have to do. Which is both mourning and fighting at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And so 
as part of this devotional, I just really want you to know that here at the Unsanctioned Space, here with me as KJ, I see you. I have experienced it. I know how this goes. And your story might be different. Your version might be different. And that is most definitely welcome. We want to talk. We want to make community because, as I said, we're the only people checking for the data. We're the only people checking for the stats. We're the only people understanding that COVID affected the Black community so badly. And yet we're not even represented in healthcare. And people tend to overlook our problems because they think they have a high pain tolerance due to the stigmas and the stereotypes perpetuated in the medical field. Well, we're the only people who know shit like that. And that's why I say this space is a communal space. So if y'all need to talk, my comment section is right all the way open. All the way, doors akimbo, wide apart. You know what I'm saying? Because people really do need to express this. And, you know, I pray to God that I get to have a chance where, you know, I can have, like, live shows and Zooms and all these things so that y'all can actually just meet the person behind the camera and meet your fellow people who feel and experience the same things because there's nothing better than feeling heard by people who've experienced the same thing as you. So as far as this, you know, little devotional, I want y'all to know you're choosing to defy the system by taking care of your mental well-being and physical well-being. And well-being in general, that is activism. Because you are defying and you are organizing yourself you are organizing, you're making a plan, and you're organizing yourself, and you're gathering the supplies, and you're going into your bed, and you're taking a nap. Or you are going to a paint class, or you're going to sit and crochet, or you're going to sit and read a book. It is the same thing as you gathering the supplies to go to a protest. It is the same thing as you gathering the supplies to go and organize. It is the same thing because they both are defying a system and they're both going against everything you have been taught to believe and they are both valid and they're both important and they're both whatever you need to survive. And I hope that me breaking it down to you in that way can really just allow you to see it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to see yourself as doing something meaningful or valuable if you've just been taught to be on go, 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 go. If you've been taught that, then it's hard for you to see all that. But I hope me breaking it down to you has allowed you to possibly see that in that way. And, you know, again, this is a space for you guys. I want community. I want all of that. And I know it comes with time. And I know I'm going to find my audience. And for those who are here who rode with me, my Rada does, I love y'all so, so much. And I pray that y'all found something within this. So with that said, that has been the episode. I'm going to leave y'all with this little 
devotion or reminder, my liberation is my activism. My activism is my rest, my joy, my progression, my peace, my well-being, my hopes, and my dreams. I am my ancestors' wildest dreams and greatest hope. Unplugging from consistent sorrow is not selfish. It is a need. Taking time for myself away from the grind is not selfish. Choosing my well-being is not selfish. Activism can come in many forms. And my prosperous life and mental well-being is activism because we are the system that doesn't allow it. And I choose to allow it in my life. So I hope you guys take that little devotional reminder as something as a part of your daily life. This has been the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me. You know, I want to know your thoughts. Don't forget to follow us on whatever streaming platform. I'm seeing Apple Podcasts as being, you know, number one. So Spotify users, get your shit together lovingly. And, you know, hit them follow button, hit them subscribe button, hit the like button hit the comment section which is where i want you guys to be don't forget to follow us at the and sanction space on all platforms on instagram and tiktok and i have been your host kj and i will see you guys next week Mwah.